Apple gives the iPad its most drastic makeover yet. What's going on? I'm Rich Demiro. This is Rich on Tech. Sitting here in New York City, just getting out of Apple's event in Brooklyn, where the company got right down to business, showing off a new Mac Mini, new MacBook Air, and the new iPad Pros we all knew were coming. Now, these devices aren't as sexy as the iPhone. Yes, their designs are beautiful, but these are more utility devices. They're not the things that make the giant headlines, but when you go into an Apple store, you need one of these things or you want one of these things, that's when you become interested. Now, I've never owned an iPad Pro or a Mac Mini, but now I kind of want both. And no, I'm not ready to give up my MacBook Pro just yet, but the divide between the MacBook Air and the Pro is slowly closing. Now, let's start with the iPad Pro. This got the iPhone 10 treatment. Gone is the home button, and Face ID is now the way to unlock. Apple stretched the screen all the way to the edges, and the design is now reminiscent of the iPhone 4 or 5, if you can believe it. Think squared off edges instead of smooth and round. That's not a bad thing. These new iPad Pros are beautiful and they keep getting closer to the ideal of that paper-thin display that becomes whatever you want it to be. A movie screen, a book, a photo viewer, whatever. In hand, they are just perfect. The 12.9-inch model is still enormous, but it's thin and light. The 11-inch model is about the same size as the old 10.5-inch model, maybe the size of a piece of paper, but you do get more screen on the new model. Now, the other change, the lightning port is gone. This is pretty crazy. It's now replaced with USB-C, which Apple says will help you connect more accessories. It's also kind of nice since the world is turning towards USB-C and now it seems like Apple is as well. So the question is, will they drop lightning on the next iPhone? At this point, it seems like all signs are pointing in that direction. One cool side effect of this, you can now use the iPad Pro to charge your iPhone. Yeah, the iPad Pro is kind of like a giant Mophie. If you have a lightning to USB-C cable, which I do, you can just plug your phone into the iPad Pro and yes, it will charge. I tried this out in the hands-on demo area and it worked. Now, to be fair, I also did this last night with two Android phones when my brother needed a charge for his phone. Unfortunately, Apple also has a habit of dropping certain ports and the headphone jack is gone from the iPad Pro. Kind of sad considering it's a nice thing to have in a pinch. Plus, you're paying a really high premium for these iPads, but it is gone. You can now get up to a terabyte of storage on the iPad Pro. They start at $800 for the 11-inch model with 64 gigs of storage. The 12.9-inch model starts at $999 for 64 gigs. And again, Apple is playing the pricing games with its storage. The next step up above 64 is 256 gigs, which I think is a much better fit for an iPad Pro, something that you are paying a premium for. You're gonna be doing a lot of stuff on this, maybe loading a lot of movies as well. So so you definitely want that extra storage. Now, if you max it out, you can go all the way with cellular and one terabyte of storage. You are now looking at $1,900. And by the way, that does not include the two accessories you're gonna want if you're spending this much on a tablet. Those two accessories are the Apple Pencil and the keyboard case. The Apple Pencil picks up some new tricks. It is now magnetic, so it sticks right on the side of the iPad. And when it's sticking there, it's also wirelessly charging. That's handy because it seems like every time I go to use the Apple Pencil, it is dead. And I must not have been the only one because charging that thing was such a chore. The Apple Pencil is now also tap sensitive, so you can tap it twice quickly and it will do certain things like switch between the pencil and the eraser tool when you're in notes. This is not a button on the side of the pencil, 
it's pretty much you can tap it anywhere. You can also tap the iPad screen when it's sleeping with the Apple Pencil and it will spring to life and fire up notes instantly. Now, where have I seen that? Oh yeah, the Microsoft Surface and the Galaxy Note 9 both do this, but again, it's not a bad thing. I'm just giving you some perspective on what other gadgets are able to do. The Apple Pencil also gets a price bump. It is now $130 instead of $100. The keyboard case, meanwhile, starts at $180. I'm not even gonna do the math for you to add it all up. This is an expensive proposition, but I'll be clear here. If I wasn't producing so much content on my MacBook Pro, like editing video and audio, and I was just doing emails and spreadsheets and things like that and surfing the web and watching movies, I would much rather have an iPad Pro that works as both an entertainment screen and a productivity device when you need it. Now let's move on to the MacBook Air. This got a nice upgrade. It finally has that Retina display folks have been wanting for a long time. According to the Mac Rumors Buying Guide, which is a handy website, by the way, the last time this device was updated was in June 2017, or over 500 days ago, and that wasn't even a big update. The MacBook Air now has a 13-inch screen. It's a great size with two Thunderbolt 3 ports, which also double as USB-C ports, and they do other things as well. But this one does have a headphone jack, so a little bit of a head-scratcher there. Apple doesn't hate the headphone jack completely. The power button also doubles as a fingerprint sensor, so there's Touch ID to unlock your computer and also make purchases online with Apple Pay. Apple says they also improved the keyboard, but I'll be honest, I typed on it for a little bit and I did not feel like it's very improved over my MacBook Pro, which I find really tough to type accurately on, especially when I'm typing fast. In fact, I feel like the keys on the MacBook Air had even less travel than my MacBook Pro, which is how far they pressed down. Kind of seems worse to me, but maybe I just need to get used to the new design. The MacBook Air starts at $1,200, but still comes with a paltry 128 gigs of storage. You'll fill that up really fast, but you can max it out with up to 16 gigs of memory and 1.5 terabytes of storage. You might not need all that storage, but my advice with laptops is always to get the most memory and the most storage that you can afford because these things last a good four years, you want the best possible specs right from the get-go. One neat thing about the MacBook Air, the body is made from 100% recycled aluminum, so that's a pretty neat feat by Apple, way to go. Finally, the Mac Mini, not much to say about this one except it's not dead. You can outfit it with quad and six core processors, up to 64 gigs of memory and two terabytes of storage. On the back side, you get a ton of stuff. You get an Ethernet port, you get four Thunderbolt 3 slash USB-C ports, an HDMI port, two USB-A ports, those are like just your standard USB, and a 3.5 millimeter audio out. Yes, this thing has all the connections you need, I think. Let me think, is there anything missing? I don't think so. I was really excited to get one of these things to set up as my home server and replace my Synology NAS and dump all my photos and other documents on here until I heard about the new price tag. It now starts at $800. I think the old one used to be closer to $499. I still kind of want one though, but it might be overkill compared to a Synology NAS if I'm using it in that capacity. And that's about it. No mention of AirPods, no mention of AirPower, no new iPad mini, but guess what, friends? There's always 2019. But let's go back to the iPad Pro for a second. It's a really, really nice design, but very expensive. For the average person, the standard $329 iPad is gonna be just fine. But now that we see what's happening on the high end, the design for that iPad Pro will probably trickle down to the low end iPad as well. And by the way, I get this question all the time. The iPad, yes, is still the best tablet out there, hands down, mainly due to the design, the accessories, the speed, the performance, and the apps. You just won't find a better selection of apps on any other tablet. 
So there you have it, updates from Apple's big event in Brooklyn. Just want to tell you one funny story before I go. So the event was held in the Brooklyn Academy of Music. This is a grand old theater outside Manhattan and just a few blocks away from where Samsung had their August event for the Note 9. Now, irony aside, Apple ended the event with a performance from Lana Del Rey, who sang live on stage, but she told the audience she wasn't allowed to swear, which is kind of funny. I'm sure Apple didn't want her to say that, but this goes along with Apple's notoriously clean-cut image. But the funny part, both her new album and the name of one of the singles she sang have swear words in them, so she couldn't mention the title of either. Kind of tough to promote your new stuff when you can't say the name of it. Well, there you have it. If you have questions about the new devices, feel free to drop me a line. You can find me on social media at Rich on Tech or my website, richontech.tv. There you can go to my Facebook page and watch my hands-on with the new iPad Pro or watch my KTLA TV segment on all the new gadgets. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rich Demiro. I'll talk to you real soon.